welcome to the SEO Podcast, Unknown Secrets of Internet Marketing. My name is Chris Burris, owner of eWeb Results. I am Charles Lewis, your client results advocate. Welcome back to another fun-filled edition of our podcast. This yeah. is podcast number... 342. 342. We're already up, like, just... Yeah, it's like almost eight 350. Away eight away. Uh, as always, we do have a tip from our previous podcast, and that tip is include a CTA at the end of your blog post. If you're taking this time to write this blog post and somebody's actually taking the time to read the entire thing, give them a call to action at the end. I don't know, these back to your phone number or form or download or whatever your action is. Boom. Please remember, we are filmed live here in Houston, Texas, yep. and Chuck and I, we are your friendly local neighborhood top, top position snatchers, and our mantra is, do not be a douche. Don't be a douche. It is not a good look. Not at all. We have an article for you. So, this is interesting, because the last podcast that I was in, yeah. <laughs> we was interviewed on 340. Dane, right? Yeah. The podcast after that, I was not in, and it was you and Daniel, you Daniel kicking in here. here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so we're back to it, and we're got an article. Got an article, man. We're back on Search Engine Journal. I want to give a punch in the face to James Brockbank. Posted this article a couple days ago on the third. Ten tips for mastering e-commerce conversion rate optimization. Ooh, Ten tips good. for mastering e-commerce conversion rate optimization. That's so we'll get in and see. Really what good. About. We'll have something to add because we've struggled yeah. in the past with, with an some, e-commerce site and mm-hmm. getting it to convert. So uh, that'll we'll have some great. Yeah, a lot of the things he mentioned we implemented over time, <laughs> just trying to do things exactly. So now we know when we get e-commerce, they're done right. So mm-hmm. hey. If you're in a position, you have some sort of electronic device, yeah. uh, go ahead and tweet. Which yeah, tweet, tweet us. Make sure you tweet us. Uh, use the hashtag SEO Podcast. This is number 342. And uh, tag us in it at eWeb Results at Best SEO Podcast. That way we can follow you back and do all of our social networking stuff. Excellent. Um, if uh, you noticed. The, yeah, yeah, I saw the tear. I was like, ooh. You heard the tattoo yeah. got fire up. I think he, I got a little blood there, too. He was, it was, it was Digging a new in, guy. Oh, a yeah, new guy. <laughs> new guy. Not, not good at. At, uh, at adding tattoos. Yeah, I get a tear tattoo every time we don't get a review. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we don't get a review and we don't get 10, ten shikos. Yeah, those are shares, woo. likes, and follows. I don't know what I do then. Well, what I do is I tell you how you can leave a review so I don't have to get another tear tattoo. Yeah. Is what I do. So um, here's how you can leave us a review. One of them is real easy. has three steps. Go onto iTunes, create an account, write a review. Hopefully, you will rem- make that review five stars. And uh, if you want to, send us an email, podcast at eWebResults.com. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll read it. You know, Charles, yep. normally we have reviews from iTunes. That's the one place we didn't check. Could have prevented a tarot tattoo. Yeah, but you check got iTunes. Just had a situation. Yeah, took us offline from iTunes and... I'd just rather not discuss it. I'm, I'm, I'm healing. I'm trying yeah, to get yeah, past yeah, it. <laughs> just let it go. Okay. Breathe in, breathe out, let it go. Um, so we will tell you. That's one of the ways you can leave us a review. Another is well, you can- Unless somebody found it in their heart just feel like donating your boy Chuck a brand new MacBook Pro, then we could really, find our review. This is, a, this is a dual purpose, right? So his car got jacked. Uh, MacBook Pro missing, and that's usually where he checks the reviews. And <laughs> when he checks the reviews, 
Uh, he I, don't get tatted. Often don't get tatted. So it's like a win-win-win <laughs> situation, mostly for us. And yeah. you know, if you if you want to do that, you know, we'll, we'll make arrangements. Yeah. Um, the next place you can leave us a review, it's on G- Google My Business. Yeah. Uh, it's usually incredibly hard to get to somebody's Google My Business page. We've made it very easy for you. All you need to do is go to eWebResults.com/slash Google Plus or slash Google Plus or slash. You saw my one finger plus yeah, mark right there. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's exactly the sound I had in my head. <laughs> and uh, uh, G plus or G plus all of those will yeah. take you to actually it'll take you to a search result page and then a pop up that says hey click here to write a review and the reason that happens is because if you know finding your actual Google plus page has become amazingly difficult if you don't search and include the words Google plus in your search yeah. that page will never show even if you click it on the maps listing it still, it still won't yeah. show up you yeah. literally I think they're probably about to do away with it, it title it totally dis- disappear well Google my business will stay though right yeah I mean, but I mean the, the whole plus aspect of, things, of it yeah. yeah I think that's about to be 86 yep what does that look like? Let's see. There's another place you could leave us a review that we would really appreciate, and that's Stitcher. Yeah. The best way to get to Stitcher is go to our website, eWebResults.com. Click past the homepage, uh, and then you'll find a Stitcher link. I think at the bottom footer, you'll find mm-hmm. it, uh, and that will land you right there. Press the stars to leave a review. Those are the places that we would prefer. Hey, you know, if you want to leave us a Yelp review, um, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good luck. Hey, we got somebody tuning in on Facebook Live. Welcome, Daniel. Uh, all right, so next we're going to get into, hey, uh, we talked about Shikos. Yep. You explained what a Shiko is. A share a Shiko is, is the eWeb branded term for social engagement. It stands for shares, likes, and follows. Yep. So there are a number of ways that you could Shiko us, mm-hmm. and that starts by getting onto a platform such as Facebook.com slash eWeb results, YouTube.com slash eWeb results, Twitter.com slash eWeb results, and Instagram.com slash eWeb results, and LinkedIn.com slash company slash eWeb results. All of those will take you to our pro- portfolio or profile on those pages, please shiko us there. Mm-hmm. Um, next, we've got, uh, if you're a PHP genius or if you're a WordPress guru, uh, we're probably looking for you. And the, what you can do in order to join our team, yeah, just hit us up. give us a call, leave an audio resume, 713-510-7846. If you would like a free website analysis, wait, I left out a word. What was that word? Comprehensive. Comprehensive website analysis. Actually, we're going to shift it because it's really going to be a profit analysis, a website profit analysis. How profitable is your website? Just think about that for a minute. Is your website actually generating revenue? Is it increasing profit? Is it turning website visitors into leads, qualified leads that turn into business? If not, then your website needs a profit analysis. How much more profitable does it need to be so that you can hire somebody to take care of the website and the internet marketing for you. Exactly. Uh, yeah. So that's that's the focus on that. Uh, in order to get that profit analysis, just go to eWebResults.com. You will see a green button. We are changing the text on it. Uh, well, right da- now it says dating. free web analysis, so get that, but it will be a profit analysis. It will be a profit analysis. Do we have any cat? Algo. No Algo cat today. No Algo cat. All right, so I got a little bit of news. Um, I thought this was interesting. I think we mentioned on our podcast a while back that Elon Musk had said there's like a one in two billion chance that we are not uh, in a matrix-like simulation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and now there's some article that said two billionaires are actually actively investing in trying to break out of the matrix. 
So if we're, it's highly probable that we're in a matrix, then they're trying to find the blue pill. Was they're the trying pill? to find the. They they need to find the. Uh, <laughs> what's the calculator? No, <laughs> no. The, the, uh, oh yeah, the, Trinity. Yeah, they need to find a lady. What's yeah. the lady's name? It's Trinity. No, Trinity was part of the Matrix, but they all went to go see the the, oh, the psychic yeah, yeah, lady. Yeah, the, yeah. Uh, they need to it's find not her. The guru. Yeah, yeah. The, I was going to say the, the the truth sayer, soothsayer. That sounds right. Soothsayer, something like maybe that. Something like yeah. that. They need to go find her. And then, and then take the blue pill. Yeah. yeah. So apparently they're investing for some sort of Google map to get to the soothsayer. Well, not tooth fairy. So. I don't necessarily say I obviously don't believe it, but I will say that there's definitely other dimensions <laughs> that are happening that, that I believe affect the things we do now. I think I, just the whole concept is fascinating. You watch that movie and you're like, yeah, I would want to know. And I'm sitting here today and I'm like, hmm. Might not want to know. Yeah, it might be really, really bad on the yeah. other side, and I'm kind of good, you Maybe know. It's reason. Ignorance is bliss. If I'm a battery <laughs> for someone else, you know, it's, it's, it feels like a decent life. I, I don't, I don't know. It's <laughs> interesting. Uh, next, Moore's Law, and this was kind of very interesting. Uh, the first company that I started is a carbon nanomaterial manufacturing company. You know, Moore's Law is the fa- is the law that um, the speed of calculations or the quantity of calculations that can occur double every seven years. Okay. And what that means, what that has meant, is that we're getting smaller and smaller and smaller chips, mm-hmm. right? And they knew that for silicon, seven mil- nanometers was a was like kind of a cutoff. After that point, you end up getting into um, um, you know quantum physics problems, and so it starts falling all apart. Mm-hmm. They made a out of a nanotube. They made a um, stopgate or whatever that's called, so that they can uh, actually ma- start to consider making. Um, chips out of a out of like one nanometer thick, so that's they're thinking going to keep us on track with Moore's law for a little bit longer. So, yeah. very cool. I saw the new Pixel phone from Google. There's an ad for it. The part I loved about it is when it says three point five millimeter jack, satisfyingly not new. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, burn Apple burn. So that was good. That's the news that I have. How we got a little bit more news. We got a little bit more news. So let's get into some more uh, uh, marketing-specific news. Let's talk Google. Right. right. So so Google is testing. This almost was AlgoCat. Right. It was almost AlgoCat, but not quite. So you know how you can do a search and go to Google. You start typing, and you'll get search assist. Right. Right. Now, if you go to Google and you just click your cursor in there without typing anything, right. your search assist will begin to show you the most recent searches. From you or like just period trending wow. searches. This is what's trending right now. What people are looking for. Great thing to do, especially yeah. if you're an entertainment company or something like that. You're trying to figure out what content you should be promoting and writing about. Go figure out what's trending searching, and, and yeah, then yeah. then write content about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Here, dig this. This this is gonna be interesting. We got one client that may be affected by this. So Google is fighting fraud now and cracking down on plumbers and locksmiths in particular. Because okay. they got this thing called locksmith fraud, right? You ever heard of locksmith I fraud? I have not. So apparently there's this huge scam right. where you can get, do a Google search, right, for, let's say, locksmith in, in Houston. Right. Right. And so you're going to get several results. You'll get some paid listings. You'll get some local listings. And you get some organic right. listings, right? Well, the locksmith scam kicks in is when you call one of those numbers. It redirects to some call center overseas somewhere, and they get you a locksmith. 
Right. And that locksmith shows up, and before they can do anything, they just drill your lock and get you in. And so now you have access to your home, but your they, lock is screwed. Your lock is screwed, and now your build is high as hell because that's what they did. That's what they did. Instead wow. of instead of using any alternative sources, there's lots of alternatives. You have to drill the lock. Credit card. That's one. That's oh, you know, master key and, and all sorts yeah. of other ways. Yeah. You know, but and so that's a scam. And so what Google is doing to circumvent that is putting in a tool verification process. First off, your Google My Business page has to already be verified. Right. And if it's verified, then they're going to roll out a third-party verification right. to verify that you are legit. Right. And, um, and they're only doing that for locksmiths and plumbers. There was no information about why plumbers because they didn't have a plumber scam yeah, going around. But scam, pretty yeah. sure Google has some sort of information about that. Right. So if you're a locksmith or a plumber or, frankly, any other mobile service that this will likely roll out to... Um, just be prepared for a third-party verification to make sure that you are legit. More Google news. Yeah. Um, so Google Home. Right. right. Okay. Google yep. Home is uh, similar Which to... Which I hadn't heard of until just prior to this podcast. <laughs> so Google Home is the competitor to, let's say, to, to Amazon Echo and to the other kind of home-based voice searching technology. Right. Right. And so Google Home, they unveiled it Tuesday, gives you immediate access to Google Assistant whenever you need it. So let's say you ask for a recipe in your kitchen or ask for the latest sports scores while you're in your living room or even current traffic conditions as you're getting ready for work in the morning just by saying... Okay, Google. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. Now, what I even like more about it is the fact that if you sync your Google Home with your personal device, then it can access your calendar and your mail. So, it opens up a whole new set of questions like, what do I have to do today? Or how long? What time should I leave? Right. Those type of answers. And Google Home will access your calendar and then vocalize those answers to you. I just thought it was pretty cool. Very cool. Pretty cool. And it just goes... It's making us more lazy is what I'm realizing technology I is stop, doing. I stop remembering stuff. Yeah, like, I can't. Like, yeah, there's no reason to. Like, oh, let me Google that. You know, Until you, know, like, 10 years you can't ago, find your phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That's the worst feeling. So this happened to me. So, you know, the reason I missed the last podcast, I was in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. So Vegas, I, I flew back uh, into Houston on Saturday. So Friday night, I'm out. Uh, I'm at a, at a casino, of course, it's Vegas. And my, my phone hit 5%. Oh, okay. So I turned it off, right? I didn't have a charger in the rental car. So when I went to turn it on, just to, like, I knew if I could get pointed in the right direction, I would then be I'd good. Then I'd be good, yeah. But, and, I, and I've and i got a pretty good sense. Um, it, it, like, came on, and as soon as I tried to get into Waze or anything, died. Mm-hmm. It was done. So I stopped at one gas station, got all the way, and there's, like, for me, it was an adventure, right? Trying to get somebody somewhere without my phone. Like, that was an actual adventure. So, yeah. When yeah, because you, your phone dead. phone dead, missing, or lost. Yeah. yeah. It's painful. You, you almost die a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. Because yeah. <laughs> you can't function. You're right. It's like, uh, let me go. go mm. No. Hold on, let me call. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't have a clue what they're doing. I don't even know if they're in Houston. We got 713-832-217. I don't know if it's 713 I don't even know the first extension. I don't know the area code of my best friend. So, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it is. We did have one question. We didn't get this one answered before, right? I think mm-hmm. I sent it to you. All right, so, and this could have almost been a review. Uh, so, here we go. 
This is a good question. Hi, firstly, thanks for the podcast. I greatly enjoy the lively and informative episodes. Uh, I have just listened to eight quick checks for duplicate content. This is a previous podcast, obviously, and have some questions. I have looked into the issue quite a lot and discussed it with several experts, but still fail to have a proper answer. I'm planning a content hub for a company that operates in several different countries. I want to create a content hub example, website.com, and depending on the location of the user, he or she will be redirected to the local version, website.com slash au or au.website.com, you know, whether you're using subdirectors or directory. Okay. Uh, Not sure yet. Each local version of the website will have unique content, but also feature some articles that uh, that are the same on every local version. How can I handle this without fearing to have duplicate content issues? Someone suggested href tag to indicate the difference, but all content will be in English. Any suggestions? That's a mouthful. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. And first off, I'm interested in what type of content. Yeah. Because the I concept think, of content hub first makes me nervous. Yeah, like that could be a lot of content, and, yeah. and I think duplicate content on your on your same domain name it probably is not your biggest issue, right? Because it's in different languages and different subfolders and everything else. Frankly, you may be fine there, but I'm more interested in the type of content you plan on creating because if this content is across several other sites. I think that's where your dupe content issue may come, or similar content and things like that. Right. Um, in regards to what you mentioned in the question, um, uh, whether you go, you know, uh, folder structure or subdomain, um, you know, I think you'll get the same kind of um, um, reality either way you go. I don't think duplicate content issue will be your challenge. I think, and one of the things that you can do to help address if there are duplicate content issues, right? Because obviously this ends up being same language, right? U.S., Australian, yeah. et cetera, um, is that uh, manager canonical, right? And frankly, you're just going to have to play around with this. Mm-hmm. So it's quite possible that you won't be subject to a penalty, right? And we've debated before whether there's a penalty or not mm-hmm. a penalty. I'm now a little bit more convinced that there's actually a penalty, even though they say there isn't. It's yeah, just it's a, something a, that's... Yeah. And, and so if you properly canonical the, the article, right? So you've got it on your .au site or your .a, you know, Australia um, subdomain, and you've got it on your main site, and you're saying, look, one or the other is the origination of this content, yeah. I think you avoid the, 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 the penalty, but still have the opportunity to show up in the search results. But that's a guess. Like, that's a, that's a huge guess. And, and, and that's, that's a, a extremely complex HT access file, yeah. you know, because that's a lot of redirects. Well, no, you can get canonical in the HTML. Okay. Right? So we could say, hey, the Australian version, and I would play around with this and say, okay, let's look at articles. Maybe they're placing well in, in the .com, right, in the U.S. version, assuming U.S. version. Mm-hmm. And, and then let's say, okay, let's adjust this and say, let's, let's canonical the originator of the content over the .au and see how that starts to place and adjust. Right, so you can, you, you know, at the end of the day, mm. everything we do, the reason you're not getting the perfect answer it's is good. because everything we do is theory and conjecture, right? It is Google's algorithm. We don't know the algorithm, but we have a lot of experience trying to work around the algorithm or with the algorithm. 
And so we would just test and measure, like anything. Yeah, I'd, I'd be more interested in testing, coming up with a, a, a final URL, whether it's the Australian version or the China version, whatever version it is. If all of this content is in English, then the content on either one of these versions is the same. Right. And so I'd be more interested in figuring out which one is going to be your primary URL, yeah, and then redirecting all of them there, and just have them them still accessible in your menu, yeah. so people can find them once they land. But but there's one final URL that has that Google understands as this is the main, and that's that canonical tag <laughs> pointing back to that one yeah. URL. So uh, man, great question. Those are those are the ones that you got to research to really understand. Those it. are the ones that not only you got to research, you actually got to try it. Yeah, you got to try it. You need to write some content and post it, and 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 unfortunately, hope it gets a lot of traffic and fails. Kind of, right, right. in a way, just so you can learn the, what, I, that, what the difference was. The ideal situation is like, Australia gets lots of traffic, U.S. doesn't, and then you can switch the canonical in that case, if that's what you're going to play with, and find out what happens. So, exactly. Good question. Great yeah, question. Follow up. That's how that works. Punch too. in the face. Um, I didn't copy his name, his or her name over here. So Punch in the face. I got a Patif also. All right. This Patif goes to uh, uh, hit us up on Twitter. This is at Helpful Lee. Um, he hit us up, man. He wrote a new post called uh, Digital, Marketing po- Digital Marketing Podcast. There's that term digital marketing again. Right, right. Yeah. You, it's, it's changing from internet marketing yeah. to online marketing. It's digital marketing. But he wrote a post, man. Digital Marketing Podcast. You should try. I want to read an excerpt from his post. Okay, yeah. So he put us number one. It's like 10 of them on there. Number he had us number one. one. And read this, dig this. He says, the show is divided into meat and potatoes. We're still in the potatoes right yeah. now. He says that the potato portion comes first. News about search and social media changes and about how to connect with them. Although the self-promotion in the potatoes is a bit much for some, if you step back, you will see that they're putting on a clinic on how to build an audience by providing value and asking for the connection. Dude. Punch, punch in the, the face. face to you. Hopefully, you figured it out more. There, <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah. The plan is coming together. <laughs> you, you figured it out, man. Punch in the face to you. Appreciate that support and the love, man. I will be sending you the image that you asked for in a minute. And of course, we'll be linking to you. Absolutely. That's man, good stuff. That's great stuff. All right. So, I believe that is the potatoes of our podcast. Mm-hmm. It is time to get into the meat. Yeah. So, today's meat, man, comes from Search Engine Journal. I want to give a punch in the face to Jang's Brock Bank. Yeah. I think I said that right. First time seeing his author there, I was like, ooh, new That's author. A new guy. Yeah. Check James, <laughs> exactly. James posted this article 10 tips for mastering e commerce conversion rate optimization. 10 tips for mastering e-commerce conversion rate optimization. What does all that mean? Well, he got some tips, about 10 of them, on how what changes and what things you should do on your e-commerce website to increase the amount of conversions you get. All right. Let's dig right in. Number one, he says, never underestimate the power of a search box. Oh yeah, <laughs> learn lesson learned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure we underestimated, and we're, and we're talking about one project that we had a long time ago that uh, that we struggled with, and eventually got some much better results. Not not even what we would have wanted, but uh, way better than it was. Oh, way better, <laughs> and 
We knew that search box was valuable. We just went through like eight iterations of what the results should look like based on the content of mm-hmm. both the blog and the and, and the, the content. And, and the, um, so he goes on to say, products. with an estimated thirty percent of visitors using the search box of an e-commerce store to quickly find products which they're looking to buy, it's important to take the time to ensure you are using this to your advantage. And he's right. And to kind of allude to what Chris was saying, we we actually experimented with this where we had a site and we had a functional search feature. But in, in all honesty, it wasn't as functional as it could be. We were dealing with a site that we had merged, right? And so they had tons of blog content and tons of on-page content. And then they had 800 products, right, that also had content and descriptions. And so when using the search, we were pulling information from a blog post, information from a static page, and information from the product store, which is okay. But in a product search, people are looking for products, and so we had to come back and reconfigure it to which order these results should be in with the product becoming first, right? Here's another tip. Um, since you're talking about your search box, make sure that your search captures different variations of the product name. So maybe this product has a hyphen in it. Well, you need to make sure your search searches with the hyphen, without the hyphen, with a space, no space, with an underscore instead of the hyphen. However many ways people may type it in searching for one product. However, okay. people may type it in searching for yeah. one product. You want to make sure that 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 result is actually being returned. Take advantage of the search box because he's and, right. And people do look for. Let's it. just be very clear about this. Out of the box, WordPress search needs some work. Needs some work. Right. Need, needs so some work. Our coders spent a lot of time, especially in this case, we it was the blend of WordPress and the blog content associated with it. And, and WooCommerce with all of the products. Yeah. And, and so that was that was non-trivial changes that our programmer made to that. So Yeah, so yeah, yeah, upgrade your, your search box if you're using WordPress. But if you got an e-commerce site, take advantage of a search box. Number two. Two. Offer universal Free shipping. Yes. <laughs> Seems obvious, right? Yeah. Look, he says charging for shipping, especially when your competitors aren't, can be a conversion killer for e-commerce stores. It is absolutely vital that you regularly monitor what your competitors are offering in order to be able to at least match what they're doing or ideally better it. He's right. Look, offer free shipping, period. I mean, overstock, everybody, every, everything ships free. Right, unless you're on Amazon, and if you're a Prime member, then it still ships free in two days. And so you want to make sure that you're taking advantage of free shipping. Worst thing you want to do is offer a similar product, maybe even at a better price than your competitor, and you have a better customer service experience and overall better system, but their shipping is free and yours isn't. Yeah. I'm just going to shop with them. That's just how it works. So you want you want to offer free shipping, uh, period. Like I said, unless you're in a situation where you're shipping freight, Right, this is not coming on a on a on a FedEx truck. It's coming on a FedEx flatbed. And that's a little different. Obviously, you can you probably lose money if you offer free shipping. Then, uh, but but any other thing, offer free shipping. Don't debate it. If you're gonna lose a couple of dollars, then lose a couple of dollars. Number three, three. Implement independent reviews. Right. Independent. He says, at the end of the day, if you read a review directly on a merchant's e-commerce store, what's to say that this is genuine and hasn't been left as a result of gifting or offering a financial incentive? He's right. I've, I've never trusted 
on page reviews or testimonials or whatever you want to call them. I, everyone goes to Yelp or they go to Google or they go to Angie's List. They find some third party review, you know, TripAdvisor, wherever I can get a review about your business, I'm more prone to respect it and believe it from a third party than what's posted directly on your site, especially in a position where you're selling products because you're going to tell me anything so I can buy. And so it's more it's important that you get like reviews from, from people who've used the product make sure they post them on third parties and then you want to link to those third party reviews from that product page especially if that review references that specific product and so that way the person who's on your site and looking at that product can actually see the review from someone who actually used that product send those conversions up but it only works if they're third party reviews so if you try to post a review on your site that somebody written and even though it may be legit they really emailed you this praise report um, for the simple fact that they emailed it to you and didn't post it online themselves kind of takes away some of the value, unfortunately. Did so, you just say praise report? Praise report. That's, <laughs> like that's a praise report. They emailed you, I, like I love this product. I like and it. It's a praise report. Yeah. It has no value because they didn't post it publicly. <laughs> so you, you should reply to them and be like, great, share this on here Cop- with a link. Copy paste this, right? It sounds easier. Copy paste this on this link. With link to your Yelp, link to your Google Plus, link to wherever they, you want that review to be at. And please make it five, five stars. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Number four. Four. Offer live chat support. Another oh, yeah. thing we learned right. you know, on the same e-commerce site. Look, he says if a user has a quick question which they want answering before completing the purchase, they may not have the time available to pick up the phone or wait for an email response. Live chat, however, can usually deliver an answer in these cases within just a few minutes. Yeah. He's right. We learned that lesson. I'm, I'm, I am definitely a, a, a fan of this. Yeah. I live chat with people all the time prior yeah. to searching yeah. or prior to completing the purchase. Yeah. I'll literally search, find, read, add to cart, begin checkout process, and think of a question. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And now I really and that's where they could lose you. Definitely don't have instant chat. Because yeah, I'm not about to call because I usually search, you know, late night or right. just, I just don't like to talk on the phone. Right. And so watching the game, you don't need any distractions. Don't need no distractions. That. Yeah. I'd rather just chat you real quick. Hey, you know, does this come with blah? Yep. Offer live chat support. He buys a lot of blah. I, 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 I look. <laughs> I, I, I got a closet full of blah. Yeah, for real. But offer live chat, man, is kind of self-explanatory. It's just necessary. Anytime you can give someone the option to engage with you immediately, take advantage. Here's an example. So, so a service that we offer our clients is actually concierge chat, and it can mm-hmm. run a couple of different ways. One of the ways is if you've got somebody who can man it from nine to five, great man it because you can answer all oh, the questions. Exactly. Right? Uh, really, we're our concierge Kinda people after hours. aren't going to be able to answer the questions as in depth as you. We can handle it after hours and on weekends and on holidays for you, so that you get a chat feature twenty four seven. What we've noticed is that just getting somebody to engage or what we believe, because there's no real way to test and measure this. What we believe is that when somebody engages, like Charles at midnight, and gets some. Some, you know, and yeah, even if it's it. not an answer. Yeah. I've engaged with somebody, so I'm not going to search for some other place where I can do that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, that's a... That's even a, with that a, engagement said, you know what? I don't know if it comes with blah, but I'll have someone respond to you in the morning. Yeah. I'm subject to complete my purchase. Yeah. You know what I'm or saying? Or you might just put it on hold might leave you. and <laughs> not search some other site. Right? I might inflate your time on site because I left yeah. my computer <laughs> screen up for the rest of the mouse. night. Yeah. <laughs> 
But that page is still there, and I will eventually check out. Yeah. Because and chat can do that. Absolutely. Number five. Five. Communicate your value proposition. That's a good one. Your value proposition could be your own products, your price point, your knowledge and experience, or even your ability to have the purchase delivered faster than anyone else. Jimmy Johns, right? That's their value proposition. But if users aren't aware of it, then how can they use it to make a purchase decision? Yeah. How many sites do we see that don't have a a value proposition or a unique selling proposition or or a credibility piece? And all of these things contribute to your value proposition. Absolutely. You have to tell people why they should buy from you instead of your competitors. Yep. You can't just present the product and a great price and free shipping and expect them to purchase. Not if you're not, not Amazon. Anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and consider this: people like people like um, um, Walmart and Overstock and huge big e-tailers right. can't even do it anymore. They have to display a value proposition. Yeah, they just have to. Yeah, and so that means you 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 need to also highlight your unique selling propositions for better engagement. Let people know that we will deliver this freaky fast, right? Let people know whatever whatever your value add is. Make it known, make it prominent, make it visible, and weave it throughout the checkout process. So by the time they check out, they're fully aware of it. Yeah. Number six. Six. Improve the quality of your product images. This oh, is a yeah. good one. Learned yeah. this lesson. We had to go back in and can have a site with, you know, some images are straight, others are sideways, some are big, some are small. Just makes for a really clunky looking checkout process and order order process and uh, it's just not a good experience. Matter of fact, consumers want to not only to consumers want to see not only the very highest quality images alongside a product, but those which presented in an in-use setting. Right, so yeah. not just a white background, black background, green background of of of, of product, right. right? But actual picture of person using product, right. picture of person drinking product, picture of person cleaning product, wearing you know, blah, wearing the blah, <laughs> exactly. Uh, multiple uses as well, so multiple pictures. Maybe you do have a, a blah picture on a white background, right. but that blah picture has multiple angles: top, bottom, left, right, right. side. And then you have multiple images of blah being cleaned, uh, being used, being right. put up, being being repaired. You know, whatever right. it looks like. Those type of images can sell your product for you. And and like pro tip, because this is one one of the lessons. Well, we were working with this client very diligently to get actual non-stock photos. Get your own images. Yes. And make them real. Because we had all these stock photos. This was a this was a hair weave product, and uh, and we had all, all we had was stock photos. And uh, in fact, I got a prospect right now that's got stock photos on their website. My first advice to her is going to be. Get rid of the stock photos. Yeah. You gotta have your own photos, especially if you offer an exclusive product like that. If you're not, if you're not selling a product that's not found everywhere, right? right? Like like um, a broom or a hammer, right? It's gonna look the right. same yeah. whether you get it from Lowe's, Home Depot, or the dollar store. I don't know if you, if you get it from Dyson, it's gonna look. It's different. gonna go perform a little different yeah. also. <laughs> but but and I bet Dyson has an original exclusive image, yeah. right? And yeah. they won't have a stock photo. And so the point is. If you're selling products, you're in an e-commerce situation, especially if you're drop shipping, right? Yeah. If you're drop shipping, then then you probably have access to a whole slew of stock photos and descriptions, which we'll get into in this one of these next right. coming points. Change that stuff. Like, do not use that default images, stock yeah. images that all of your 
ironically, colleagues and competitors have. Right. Because if you're drop shipping, then technically y'all colleagues because y'all using the same manufacturing yeah, distributor. Well, yeah. And then y'all competitors because y'all want to steal each other's business. Exactly. Desperately. And the, and the way you can steal their business is take your own pictures. Yep. Take your own pictures. And here, here's the pro tip. Right. How about this? Engage your buyers to supply those pictures. Yes. Some sort of social incentive. Some sort of take a picture and send it back with this and get some sort of percentage off deal. Now you have a great original user generated product image that you can use on your site. I, I definitely do that. That's yeah. a great tip right yes, there. Yes, it is. Uh, number eight. Eight. Invest in product video content. Yeah. Yep. Product video content. We missed seven. Seven. I did miss seven. I flipped pages already. <laughs> I was like, I had the wrong fingers on my I screwed this up. How did I miss seven? Seven. Take time to perfect your product descriptions. I yeah. said that was yeah. coming up. Yeah. yeah, your product description. So not only using the stock photos that come from your right. manufacturer or your distributor, but those descriptions that come from that. I'm trying to think. I used to drop ship from one company some years ago. I saw the infomercial late at night and it sold me. Right. It was right. like you can, you know, I feel the guy the one with the guy who used to be on Star Trek. Oh, Not, no, he used to be on Star Search. Star Search. Ed McMahon. Yeah, and so remember he yeah. had a little uh, kind of drop shipping yeah, 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 uh, business, yeah. business, and yeah. so I bought into that, yeah. right? And so they sent me the catalog, they sent me the CD, they sent me all these images, and then I began searching and finding other sites who had all of the exact same images with the exact same description, with the exact same layout. And I was like, okay, this is not going to work for me. Right. And so I took ordered my favorite products. Yeah. Took my own pictures, right. kind of wrote my own descriptions, and then I got the business. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was way too time consuming. But the point I'm making is, like, you have to do those things. Yeah. Like, if you're drop shipping or if you're just in e-commerce and maybe you're not drop shipping, maybe you do have these products in-house, but other companies sell them also, change your descriptions. Do not use the same description for this product that all your competitors have, that the manufacturer has, because you're killing your chances of ranking First of all, and secondly, if people find your site, you want to present them with some information that they can't get anywhere else. Right. Something unique to you. I don't know. Maybe you highlight your value proposition in that description. So in now association wait. with the product. Yeah. Exactly. So now this description is unique and is and it's associated to you. Don't use the same descriptions. Take time to perfect them. Take that time. All right. Now number eight. Eight. Invest in product video content. Look, he says video is the closest a consumer can get to a product without actually holding it in their hands. And it's one of the main reasons why those retailers who make the investment in videos are showcasing significant levels of growth. This was the other advice we gave to the hair weave uh, customer. Like, dude, like, you need videos. You need videos of people running their hair through, their fingers yeah. through it, combing it. Yeah. Preferably styling, styling it, it yeah. cutting it, washing it because... People, you know, they they need that experience. Yeah. They need to see it. They you they don't have the option to do that online. Yeah, not yet. Anyways, I don't know. They don't. It's probably yeah. coming soon. You know, <laughs> well, maybe the drone drops it off. You can run your hands through it. It can say, "Oh no, take that back." Or there'll be some kind of virtual, you know, situation yeah. where I can put on some goggles and I can look at myself and uh, you know, yeah. there'll be something like that that'll likely be here in the next five years. Yeah, uh, and then that that but even then is virtual. Yeah, right. And that's just another. And you have to put it together. Exactly. Yeah. That's just an enhanced form of video. The point is, 
video helps sell products, yep. right? You maybe you're selling lawnmowers. Well, video somebody cutting the grass and raising the levels and how clean this cut is and how easy it is. Think, yeah. think about putting the user information infomercial, mm-hmm. right? That would actually sell your product so that it. I don't know. Will sell your, your product. product. Yeah. Well, the selling point is he, what, what he's saying is make sure the video captures the selling point. Yeah. Right. So if your selling point is that this is easy to use, show how easy to use yeah. it is in the video. If don't make a ten minute video. No. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. So easy. That should be ten minutes to explain. Yeah. Your video should be less than ninety seconds. Yeah. Period. Especially on the e-commerce site because yeah. this is not the time to to show the infomercial. So yeah. that after they check yeah. out, like, yeah. hey, here's the most stuff you may want to do with this. Or maybe on that product page, perhaps, but like on your cart pages and things like that. Quick 90-second video about this particular product. Done. Number nine. Nine. Use clear progress indicators at checkout. Oh, yeah. Look, he goes on to say, in 2015, the average basket abandonment was 68%. Right. That's high. Average basket abandonment. That's like people abandoning their baskets. It's like you, what you described. You got to put together. There was no chat. Look, I've I've added to the cart. I'll begin the checkout process. The first credit card may even be in. Yeah, I just haven't hit checkout. Yeah. You know, and I'm about to abandon this cart. And, And why does that happen? Because you didn't use a progress indicator. Like what? something that tells me, Chuck, you're almost done. Yeah. Right. Something we've added that to some of our forms on our sites. So when as soon as you open this form up, it says, hey, you, thank you. You just not getting started. You put your name in. It jumps to 40 percent. Right. Right. You only have one more field to go. You're almost done. That's definitely a form of encouragement to go ahead and finish it. Everybody likes to complete no, I, something. Yes. So give people the option to complete it. Show a progress indicator at the checkout screen. Let them know that you're almost finished or even even if you wanted to. Do it before, right? I've, I've been reading a lot of blog posts lately that say as soon as you start reading it, it'll let you know up front. This is about a 10-minute read. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. And so that preps me for the next 10 minutes. All right. Do I save it? Do I schedule the time? I look or? at the clock. Oh, i got 10 minutes. Let me read this. this. Yeah. And so maybe you add some you know, feature like that. You know, checkouts happen in less than 30 seconds. Oh, okay. Let me just go ahead and get this done. The, pro- the point is, let people know how far they are throughout the process, and yeah. more importantly, how close they are to being finished, so that way they can check out. Yeah. Last one, number ten. Ten. Offer multiple payment gateways. Obvious answer, right? He says by offering more than one payment gateway, you effectively covering all your bases can ensure that the basket and checkout drop-offs are not caused by issues relating to accepted payment methods. Duh, right? Give people multiple options for 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 checking out. Don't just offer PayPal because it's easy to implement. Don't cost you nothing, and you can get up and going right away. You should do that, so you can get up and going right away. But set up that merchant account. Make sure it's right. Accept all credit cards. Offer some things like Amazon Pay, accept Bitcoins, whatever you have to do to get people's money accepted. Yeah. Like, just invest the resources to make it so you can accept more resources. Easy works. Like, people, everyone doesn't shop different. Everyone, like, for example, my mom will buy, she uses prepaid cards. Right. She will buy a prepaid Visa card, load her money on that, and use that to shop with. So yep. she don't use her personal card. Yep. Or she will or she just won't shop online at all. Right. You know, then I got me on the other hand, I, yeah. There you go. <laughs> oh wait, you you didn't need it? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't you know, it is what it is. And so that's a generational difference. Right, right. And but the point is, you know, uh my dad only uses PayPal. Only. Yeah. Only. 
even if he don't have no money in PayPal, he knows that PayPal sinks his bank account. So and so it it's yeah. going to pull it out. Yeah. And he'd rather do that because it's a little bit safer. PayPal can get his money back from him. Is there any problems? Right. And so you just need to make sure you're offering all these different payment gateways because people shop online differently. Absolutely. Man, dude, James Brockbank. Punch in the, the face, face to you, man. 10 tips for mastering e-commerce conversion rate optimization. Uh, this is articles on Search in the Journal. Uh, great article. And I can honestly say that we learned these lessons the hard way. Yes. <laughs> but um, for the most part, you were on point with it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Do we have any what news? Um, No what news. No what news. Nope. All right. So, um, hey, if you like this podcast, uh, I think I feel like I skipped some part. Yeah, we skipped the part where I say, uh, well, howdy, welcome. Oh. And it's, you know, you miss one episode and all of a sudden I've forgotten, I've forgotten everything. So if you like this podcast, we're going to ask you to do something really simple for us, please. Yes, uh, share it. Share it. Share the podcast. Go ahead and share it right now, actually. That'll help us out. Um, there's a couple ways, just, you know. With three you know, people. Yeah. Tag somebody, share it from Facebook, and tag people there, retweet it if that's how you got access to it. The key is to tag three people in it. I don't yep. care how you share it, but tag three people in it. Do us that favor. Thank you so much. Let them know about us, please. Hey, if you're looking to grow your business with the largest, simplest marketing tool on the planet, the internet, call EWeb Results for increased revenue in your business. Our phone number is 713-592-6724. Just for the record, we make websites. Let's throw that out there. We do a whole lot of other things. Just every now and then, somebody's like, do you guys make websites? Why are you asking? You're a podcast listener. Oh, wait. Maybe they've stopped listening by that time. I don't know. We make websites. We do SEO. We do pay-per-click. We do email marketing. We do social media marketing. We can create drip campaigns. and, And anything that involves digital marketing, hit us up. If we can't do it, we can certainly point you in the right direction. By the way, we can do it. Um... If you have a referral, that's somebody who's interested in internet marketing, anything that Charles just described, uh, you send them to us, they pay their bill, we pay you. We have a referral strategy in place. Um, I am doing, I am part of a networking organization here in Houston called Up Social Network. It is fantastic, it's unique, it's different. Mm -hmm. Uh, Up stands for unleashing your potential in your social network. And yes, it means your social network in the room when you're doing business networking, and it means your social, social network, network online. online. Yeah. So uh, if you're in Houston, come check it out. If you're flying to Houston, come come check it out. Come come, you know, totally totally worth your time. Yeah, like it, it, this is not some kind of standard uh, networking mixer where you'll stand around and talk to some people, maybe eat some something, and some pass people. some cards around, and hopefully find a prospect. Take that totally different idea for business networking. We're talking about taking that level of networking to the next level, doing it online and presenting content that you can share across your social networks, you can share on your website, and that we will promote for you. Yeah. Take advantage. Pretty big. So if you're in Houston, come check that out. Um, Please remember, we are filmed live at 5999 West 34th Street Suite. 106 Houston, Texas 77092. You can get audio, video, and a transcription of this podcast on our website eWebResults.com. Until mm-hmm. hey, thank you for making us the most popular internet no, marketing it. podcast. Thank on you. ITunes. Punch in the face to you, 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 and everybody else who, who who's listening right now. Just Punch in the face to you guys watching live right now. Daniel, Francis, Bruce, thank y'all so much. Really appreciate it.
Excellent. And, you know, your help and, and participation has helped us to get on a couple of lists here recently. Yeah. So we're really pre- hey, go find those lists, share them, maybe even comment, comment, comment on them yeah. and say, hey, number one is the best or I can't Matter remember. of fact, I would do this. If you guys follow us on Twitter, I'll tweet out the list that we have. Yeah. Go comment on all this. Yeah. Just make us awesome. Awesome. All right. Until the next podcast, my name is Chris Burris. Charles Lewis. Bye-bye for now. Slightly raised up eyebrow, highbrow. Tamely, gamely, headed my way. Cool as mountain snow, girl, glow, girl. Pining, shining, needing some play. Where have you been all my life? Something pure yet so She's gonna set me free In my daydream She's my fantasy If I find her I'll die happily Balance check, balance check <clears throat> Four, two, check uh, two. Uh, uh. SEO podcast 342 Entertaining you Is what we about to do We doing it on purpose So don't get nervous It's Charles Lewis And we kicking it with Chris Burris yeah. oh. SEO podcast 342 Let's go Boom.